ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jack. I don't care if I never get back. Let me root, root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two, three strikes. You're out at the old ball game. Welcome to Slow Pitch, a podcast that either takes sports movies too seriously or perhaps not seriously enough. We're your hosts, Brad Sean Wood. Oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Right. I thought that was my cue. <laughs> I did. I did pause for a second. We'll just keep it in. Uh, yeah. Two guys who consider watching sports movies a type of aerobic exercise. Today's episode is a review of the 1997 classic Air Bud. Before we get to Air Bud, though, I wanted, I wanted to update the listeners on a piece of news that I read. I saw a article that talked about Mickey Mantle and how he used to cry in the dugout when he would strike out. Really? Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Where, where, after, where did you read this? It, I think it was on ESPN.com, and I don't remember who actually, like, I'm going to look it up real quick. Mickey Mantle crying. <laughs> Mickey Mantle cried after strikeouts. ESPN.com from December 24th of 2019. Yeah, it was quoted in a Sports Illustrated profile in 1959. And that when the Yankees lost the 1960 World Series, Mantle couldn't stop crying. Wow. Yeah, which I think that if Mickey, if I had written that about Mickey Mantle in 1959, I would have been worried that he would have found me with his baseball bat. You know, um, <laughs> call me a crybaby. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, I thought that was interesting after watching 61 that, that even Mickey Mantle shed some tears about striking out. Yeah. You would think that the millions of dollars would, uh, he would uh, drown his sorrows in the alcohol rather than crying. But maybe he was a little bit more aw shucks than I give him credit for <laughs> even that late in his career. But well, and it's, it's a good thing for him that he did not play in the Twitter era because like not to date this podcast, but like last night after Tom Brady throws that pick six to end it against the Titans, like had he shed tears on the sidelines, Twitter would have been going nuts on him today. Oh yeah. There would have been memes and gifts and, and everything for, for years. And I would have been one of them. Uh, (laughs) quite frankly, I uh, piling on. I saw where someone said at least his last, at least his last pass was for a touchdown. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Air Bud, any just introductory thoughts about Air Bud? Well, a, I can't believe I devoted ninety minutes <laughs> to that movie. B, I think we may have talked about this offline, but. The dog in this movie is the dog from Full House. It's Comet from Full House. I believe this dog is no longer with us. This was not a dog that was new to the acting scene. This was a dog with some chops, as we could see in this movie. I think he might have actually only played Comet for one role. I looked into that for one episode, and it was a basketball-centric episode where they bring in a... uh, well. Comet, <laughs> Comet can shoot hoops all of a sudden. Oh, uh, so he got typecast. <laughs> so he got one episode in as Comet. So, from from what I read, yeah. Comet, or not Comet, Bud, 
or buddy he died the year after this movie was made oh gosh yeah <laughs> was he in the in memoriam at the oscars that year That's he, if not he should uh, uh, yeah he should have been that man <laughs> that dog was was something uh, special so i i mean i don't know we haven't talked about like how we're handling sequels and everything because there there's like a million air bud movies <laughs> that could potentially come up uh we have seventh inning fetch we have golden, golden receiver <laughs> air bud spikes back where he's a volleyball player i i like how on the cover of the don't forget the world pup <laughs> oh yeah of course world pup well i, I like on the cover of air bud seventh inning fetch it's inexplicably I, I don't i have not seen this movie at all but it's him and a raccoon uh he's got, he's, he's got a bat in his mouth and the raccoon has a baseball so like, oh, i would almost love great. to just guess what the movie's about oh based my on gosh cover. well you know the funny thing is is that um i have seen bits and pieces of air bud seventh inning fetch over the years because my my kids love seventh inning fetch to the point where after a few minutes of watching i watched this movie with my family my my wife and my children i've got a son who's eight my girl who's six and they were excited to watch this with with me so after about 10 or 15 minutes i I started to notice that you know there were some mountains but there are some lakes and it kind of looked like the pacific northwest and i thought where i said where are where are they supposed to be? And my son Harrison immediately was like Fernfield, Washington. He knew the exact <laughs> city, like without, without a doubt, without a, without a moment's notice, he knew exactly where it was because they've watched seventh inning fetch and space buddies the most <laughs> and space what? buddies, space buddies. So they started to branch off into like where there were like four or five or six puppies. And those are supposed to be buddies or buds puppies so wait was buddy a a a she well i think he's the dad uh okay okay i don't know i don't know where the romance happens is he in a monogamous relationship (laughs) who is this woman or female dog um yeah not yourself This is family friendly here. Yeah. So I know for sure that I was just looking at our list and for sure we have Airbud Golden Receiver in the list. I, I Retriever. To be golden Retriever. That's right. No, is it? No, no it's Golden, golden Receiver. receiver. No, sorry. Yeah. My bad. My bad. My bad. Yeah. And I started to get wary of adding too many Airbuds, but I, I kind of mm-hmm. feel like maybe we should at least put seventh inning fetch and world pup in. Yeah. Because those and- are definitely sports movies and they are, you know, we've already established Air Bud, and so we should just keep it going. Yes, and just so it's documented on the podcast, the cover of Air Bud Golden Receiver, <laughs> it is him about to catch a speeding football. This football <laughs> looks like it's going to make, it's blurry because you can't even see it. It looks like he's about to catch that in his mouth, presumably. He is wearing a gold, blue and gold jersey, much like the basketball jerseys, but he's wearing shoulder pads. This dog <laughs> has shoulder pads, and the other team is in a pileup behind him. They look like they're unconscious. So, again, I have no idea what happened in that. Well, uh, I don't remember what the raccoon, how the raccoon plays a part in seventh inning fetch. Like I said, I've never sat down with my kids to watch this, but I am interested to see how how this uh, trilogy plays out you know yeah me too 
Um, the cover for Air Bud, now that we're speaking about Air Bud and covers, it does. It's a little misleading because have, have you ever watched this movie? This is my first time to see it. Yeah, me too. I remember when it came out, uh, we were in college and I just remember thinking, you know, there's no chance I will ever watch this movie ever in my life. And then A, I've got a podcast that is about sports movies and B, I have children and the cover of the, or the poster or whatever shows Air Bud kind of like almost palming a basketball. So, you know, I knew that this dog played basketball. I didn't know to what extent, but they had me a little fooled because I thought here's, you know, he's going to be like Michael Jordan slamming the ball and it's not, not the case. He's, he's just pushing it into the basket with his (laughs) muzzle. Yeah. Right. Well, the, I don't know if you're talking about the same movie cover that I'm looking at, but the one I'm looking at now, it says Air Bud and there's a basketball in the middle of Air and Bud and it has all the team getting their hands in. And of course, one of them's a paw and Yeah. right below that with a sky background. So we don't know how high this uh, dog can jump. It is a fully extended Air Bud mouth agape tail oh, yeah. out and he is slamming it kind of like Larry Johnson would have slammed it like back in the day where he's like pulled himself up on the rim almost. Yeah, pretty much. That's what I thought was going to happen. Immediately, you know, Air Bud starts off with he's the dog. His owner is a clown and he kind of plays this role in this clown show for birthday parties and stuff where basically he gets a ball thrown at his face and he pops it back. <laughs> And that's the yeah. most entertaining part of the clown show. But did you recognize the clown? No. Okay. He's been in a lot of different stuff like the Green Mile and stuff like that. But he, I immediately recognized him as Mr. Noodle. Or actually, let me rephrase, the other Mr. Noodle from Elmo. Again, this ties back to hours and hours of watching children's uh, television with my children uh, so yeah his he's the other mr noodle yeah uh, I, I, yeah i'm not i'm not familiar with mr noodle i just know that when that clown that clown came into that house for that first party he immediately announces that it's happy slappy time and uh <laughs> yes. i think if like if a clown ever does that you the first thing you need to be thinking about is like how do i call 911 as quickly as possible. Well, yeah, you just need to do the old John Candy, Uncle Buck, you know, just punch <laughs> to the face to that clown. Get in your mouse and get out of here. Mr. Noodle, he, whose actual character name in this show is Norm Snively. <laughs> yeah. And he, he, he mistreats Air Bud and puts him in the back of his truck. They walk, they run off from the, from the party and he's in this carrier. The tailgate is down and it's this tense scene of is the carrier going to fall out of the truck or or not and finally it does and airbud is free and uh, <laughs> at that moment my 6-year-old daughter goes yes <laughs> she was so happy he was gone from Mr. well and thankfully thankfully Noodle. the laws of the laws of physics did not apply yeah. because the yeah. the cage that Bud is in just kind of glides to a very safe stop. It doesn't tumble or roll or anything. Yeah, yeah. So he's safe and uh, is on the run, basically. And this this kid who is the main kid in the in the movie, his name is Josh Fram. He has lost his dad. He's moving to a new city. 
it's a real karate kid, you know, situation, but <laughs> that's, so funny. That's, of, what, that's exactly what I thought of. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, an air bud, is Pat, air bud is Pat Morita is what uh, I wrote yes, down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cause he has no father uh, figure. It, yeah. And, and, so he's at this new school when he's getting made fun of and everything. And, and his only thing that he had really had interest in in the past was basketball with his dad. But he's just become basically a loner, an eight-year-old loner at this point. But he he finds this basketball court in apparently Middle Earth. It was <laughs> it's the, the most scenic basketball court. It's like behind an abandoned old church. And yes. yet it has the most stunning view I've ever exactly. seen in my life of like this like majestic lake and mountains and stuff. Well, that's when I asked when <laughs> he knocked down the fence and there all of a sudden there's this lake like literally lapping onto the basketball court. I was like, where is this? And Harrison goes, Fernfield, Washington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The amount of audible Oz from both my <laughs> wife and my children during this movie was hilarious. <laughs> I should have kept a running tally of how many times I heard. Oh, <laughs> meanwhile, I was keeping a tally of my own eye rolls. Every time those happened, that's probably the same amount. There were so many different things about this movie that I just was, I was cracking up about, but there was, there was one early scene where they're showing the basketball team at the school. And first of all, what age are these kids? Is this a junior high? Cause they look like they were in fourth and fifth grade, but yeah, I'm guessing it was more of a junior high. I, there was so much about the school situation that I was confused <laughs> by. Like, they 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 seem to have they have an official school team, but whenever they're at practice, they're they have no practice uniforms. It's just it seems like they just kind of walked in out of class. Yeah, but the basketball coach, he he takes it's like the end of, of practice, and he takes a ball and he tries to put it on the on the ball rack, and there were already too many. Like there, it was already full on the first. <laughs> On the first yeah. rack, and he, he tries to just slam it down in there, and it wasn't going in. And it was just one of those acting things. Like in real <laughs> life, he probably was like, crap, what do I do now? And he just kind of kept well, pushing it along. And I feel this kind of is a rule of thumb for everybody in this movie. I feel like the director was telling everybody, okay, amp it up, amp it up. Whatever, whatever level of acting they were bringing in, the director was saying, I need more. I need more energy. Like Norm Snively, he is going for it at 110% all the time. And the mom, she is like full on mom, like t- to the max every single time, no matter what. The kid is playing up. I've lost my dad. I'm forlorn. I'm in a new school. Like there's no, there's no subtlety in any performance whatsoever. Speaking of the director, it was Charles Martin Smith, who I don't know if you're f- very familiar with him, but he's one of those, you know, that guys that you see in a lot of movies. He was like a pretty prominent character in American Graffiti. And he was in one of my my favorite, like lesser known movies called Never Cry Wolf. <laughs> you know, yeah. Never Cry Wolf. Yeah. It was of scandalous Never because Cry it, was Wolf, a, yeah. it was a Disney movie and it showed his bare butt in that movie. Yeah. But I and love pees, that movie. Like it shows him peeing too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know I didn't know that that was who directed this. That is so funny. Yeah, I, I yeah. So that was cool. Going back to the church where Josh Fram meets Air Bud, Air Bud is kind of in this clown suit. He's in rags and the kid hears him in the bushes and then he kind of coaxes him to come out 
by giving them vanilla pudding, which I hope that's okay <laughs> for a dog to eat. But um, yeah. everybody got a serious case of the craps after <laughs> after after they played hoops. Uh, the amount of like, vanilla pudding that he ate in this movie. Yeah. Maybe that contributed to his untimely death uh, a year later. Yeah, he was like, excuse me, uh, I got to go back in the woods for just a quick second. Um, kid's like, wait, what, where are you going? We just started playing basketball. Hey, don't worry about it. Uh, it'll be just a few minutes. The kid realizes that just by messing around with, with this dog on the court, that the dog can actually shoot hoops. Well, okay, just real quick on that. This movie... Again, you know, everything is over the top and they're moving it along at lightning speed. And like this kid's first shot misses the goal. Like when he discovers this court, he misses the goal by like like (laughs) five feet. And that's how the ball goes into the woods. So so this kid's horrible. This kid's horrible at basketball. And somehow within like it takes him like two seconds to realize that Air Bud can nose the ball into the basket. And then all of a sudden it, they become like magic and worthy out on this court. Like they're, <laughs> they're like running the give and go and they're like, uh, <laughs> they're doing, doing the all weave. these play. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing the three man or the two man weave, I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I counted that kid. That kid horribly missed the first four shots of the movie that he took. That wasn't even close. One was like a layup and it was, it was bad. So they become like this thick as thieves kind of buddy, no pun intended. They become buddies and he ends up taking him home and tries to hide him. Basically gives him a bath. There's a huge funny bath scene where everybody gets wet and dirty and everything. And then, well, and, and I, I just want to point out, I want to point out that this dog who is smart enough to essentially be pistol Pete Maravich on the court <laughs> is so dumb that he just wrecks a house. Like he sees a basketball rolling through a house and he's like, must have basketball. I will knock over anything in this home. I will bust China. I will splatter paint everywhere. I must be near this basketball. Hey, that dog's got a hoop, man. When he knocked over the ladder with the paint cans, my wife, like, again, audibly gasped and said, <laughs> there's no way that those those workers would have left open paint cans on that ladder. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I'm glad someone was pointing out the absurdity of this movie. Well, another part I thought was funny was, so at the school, so Josh Fram, the kid, he's becomes the like the manager of the, the team, and he goes down into this, like, I've never seen a school with a scary basement like this <laughs> where they go to wash the clothes and that's what he does he's going to go wash the clothes and of course there had been a scene or two where you see this like mystical african-american male like kind of lurking in the in the background and and of course this is the scene where he's kind of really fleshed out and it, it's it comes to knowledge that he used to play for the new york knicks in the 50s <laughs> And this kid is just kind of like awestruck by that fact. But I thought it was it was just a, a a trope that I think that we'll see again in these sports movies of the mystical African American male. Um, oh yeah, that's like there the guy, to, the guy in Rudy, uh, the, the guy in Rudy, the Legend of Bagger Vance. There's so many. So when I saw that he played for the Knicks in the in the fifties, it made me think of. So I live in in Montana now, and there's a a town about an hour and a half north of here 
which is basically like a suburb of the city that I live in because Montana is so huge. People just travel all over the state like it's nothing. But there's a, there's a town called Haver, Montana. And so one day I decided I am going to get back in shape. I'm going to go play some ball. I haven't played in like 20 years. <laughs> and so I go to this little rec center and there's like literally like a 79 year old guy there. And, <laughs> and he's tall and you know, he's fit. And so with me being six, eight, they basically paired us up against each other. And <laughs> so I'm playing against a 79 year old who's just schooling me. Like he's, he's <laughs> killing it. And I'm like, <clears throat> I need an o- oxygen mask within five minutes. Literally <laughs> the second time I ever played and the last he made fun of me because I couldn't finish a game. <laughs> what? So what did he say? He was like, come on. I'm the one who's supposed to be getting out. You, you got to finish. <laughs> but I found out later that his dad had played for like Notre Dame and gotten drafted Ooh. by the Knicks in the 40s. So he played for the Knicks in the 40s and ended up even being their coach, their head coach for a little while. Um, he was the Wait, he was the Knicks head coach? Yeah. In the, wow. in the like in the late forties, maybe early fifties. So yeah, it was pretty, pretty cool. And I thought, well, maybe he played with this this guy, but Arthur Cheney. Yeah, Arthur Cheney played with my uh, my Haver Montana. Anyways, it wasn't the guy that I played against. It was his dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait. So l- let's think about that though. Arthur Cheney. Ray Kuka. Ray Kuka. Ray Kuka. Yeah. K U K A. Oh, so Arthur Cheney, this movie came out in 97. How old would we say Coach Cheney is in 97? Is he 60? Because we see him, we see him shooting hoops in the movie. Because <laughs> yeah. like he spies on him. He's like, oh, hey, this guy can shoot. And, and so it's, it's so obviously a young person <laughs> dressed up to be old. But yeah, yeah. No, I, so, I would say uh, they said that he played in I think '56 is when he said when they said that he oh, played really? for the Knicks. Yeah, so that oh. would have been 40 years. So yeah, he's probably 65 or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, because I was wondering, I was wondering, I was like, did he go up against Walton at any point uh, for the Celtics? But oh, they yeah. may have. He may have been older than Bill Walton. Yeah, he he probably went up against Bill Russell. Oh yeah, that's who I meant. Why, why did I say Walton? I meant Bill Russell. That's who I meant. <laughs> You're a disgrace. <laughs> I can't do I it. Know, sorry, you can do it so much better. <laughs> You're a disgrace to this podcast. <laughs> You're a disgrace. Charlie Ward is a disgrace to the game of basketball. <laughs> Charlie Ward. But, yeah, so I, that came from. I was just watching an uh, NBA commentary and it was like, the I think the Knicks were in the finals and whoever it was, they're like, Bill Walton, what are your thoughts on the way Charlie Ward played? Charlie Ward is a disgrace to the game of basketball. <laughs> like, I want to apologize right now on behalf of the human race. It's like, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I meant Bill Russell. That's, that's, yeah. that's on me. My bad. That's all right. Um, he did look like Bill Russell too. So. <laughs> I think that's what they were going for. Yeah. It's time for Fast Facts and Fun. Number one. The first home release of Air Bud incorrectly labeled the movie PG-13. 
Perhaps they saw the director's cut where Air Bud leaves a <clears throat> surprise in the referee's shoe after a questionable traveling call. Poop again! Number two! Before rising to stardom on the first two Air Bud movies and on Full House, Buddy found fame on America's Funniest Home Videos. It's unclear if this was for a specific pet trick or taking a wiffle ball to the crotch. <laughs> Roger Ebert gave this film about a dog who scores baskets for his junior high team by batting them into a basket with his nose three out of four stars. How many stars did he give the masterpiece Raising Arizona? One and a half! This has been... And so, anyways, they they have the these games, and you know our main character is the manager. And there's one game that they lose, and at the end of the game, they have like the they show the coach, and he's just pounding this like ten year old with basketballs to the face. And <laughs> I thought, Good I night. <laughs> this guy well, would give the varsity dropped- blues coach a run for his money. <laughs> He he dropped a pass in the game. He's got to learn somehow to uh, catch the ball. Yeah, th- th- when they showed <laughs> when they showed that the kid is like crying, and this coach is just repeatedly throwing darts at his face and like from like, eight Yoke. feet away, <laughs> <laughs> like closer than that. I think he just has a full rack of balls. Like yeah, uh, just gunning them at at the the kid's face uh, th- again. They wanted to leave. No doubt in the audience's mind, this guy's bad. We need to get rid of him. There didn't need to be a coaching controversy where they bring in Arthur Cheney. No. They wanted to like let the audience know this guy's bad for sure. Well, and I guess maybe this ha- that happened after the tryouts, but they they decide to have some tryouts for whatever reason because they've lost like two positions or whatever. And our oh, main yeah, character gets a, a notice in his locker, which has to be from uh, Arthur Cheney, the Bill Russell-esque. Yeah. He's the school engineer. He doesn't even have anything to do with basketball. So <laughs> he gets engineer. this. Yeah, so he gets this in his locker and these kids from the team walk up to him and are like, you know, don't even waste your time, water boy. And they keep walking on. And my wife, again, she goes, nice blouse kid in the flannel. <laughs> she was so mad at him. She had to get it back. She had to give it back. So, so at this point in the movie has the, Oh no. Okay. The, the kid who's they've established as the, the bully or whatever, who says, mm-hmm. Hey, like give it up water boy. He's still on the team. He hasn't transferred yeah, to a new Willingham. Yeah. Which I don't know. Can you can you even do that? Are you allowed to do that? Can you just, just like move like move of an entire family and then just start playing basketball for that? I and don't know. and how seriously are we taking the fifth grade league? I know. Well, anyway, that kid, his dad plays a part in the movie as like this, you know, overzealous father of this of the good basketball player on the team, and I just kept thinking that his dad 
reminded me of Drunk Uncle from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> There's some, there were some great lines he had. Oh, there was another thing where I guess when they were playing outside at the church, because they keep going back to the church. You know, I just was noticing these little things like just how dirty the basketball was while they were playing, <laughs> while he was playing this game with Air Bud at the outdoor court. And I just thought in my mind, because I, all, it's all I did playing. I, I, growing up, that's all I did was play basketball with my friends. And I just can't even imagine playing outdoors in Seattle where it's wet and you've got leaves all over the place and dog slobber all over the ball. Yes. Yes. Oh, so gross. I hated, I hated a wet ball as <laughs> yeah, most people do. <laughs> uh, anyway, we'll move on. The other funny thing about this team was there was a, there was a game that they were playing and there was a kid on the team. I don't remember his name, but he was number three. And he got called for a foul and he literally steps up to this rough, to this ref, like he's about to fight this ref. (laughs) And I was just thinking, who are these kids, man? Like I would, there's no way that any kid would be allowed to do that. They would be out of the game immediately. Well, hey, listen, I I know we have a lot to talk about in this movie, but if if we start uh, breaking down what is and isn't allowed to happen, uh, there's well, this movie just like goes away because it's true. Uh, yeah. This, uh, because like the going back to the, the, the multiple tryouts, I was confused by, by that. Now I, pro- I should admit I did watch this movie. I started this movie at midnight and ended it at <laughs> two in the morning. So like <laughs> it made an already hazy movie even hazier to me. I'm like, what? What's what is this going on? Almost, almost psychedelic. <laughs> by the time you were done, I'm like, is that dog? Is that dog uh, hitting a free throw? <laughs> he was. Yeah. He was shooting free throws. Yeah. And one of my favorite. I don't. I don't normally bring up um, the IMD goofs section of this on this podcast, but there was one that I was just looking at that cracked me up. Let me actually see. I'm there. So let me see if I can go to it. It was when Bud makes his two free throws near the end of the final game. He clearly jumps across the free throw line (laughs) before the ball hits the basket. In basketball, the shooter cannot step across the free throw line until the ball touches the rim. In both cases, neither free throw should have counted. (laughs) Do you understand how much respect... I would have for this movie if that's how they ended it. Airbud crosses the line, free throws, no good. And line violation, no good. Yeah. yeah. And the credits just start rolling. I mean, I, I would declare this the greatest sports movie of all time if they had had the that's guts hilarious. to do that. That's so funny. They're playing a game. I, I guess the kid somehow makes the team. I don't remember how or what okay, happened. I, okay. I, I In my sleepy stupor, I... He does. He he's asked to try out, but I don't remember why. Maybe it's because because they bring the dog in to do stuff at halftime or something, right? Oh, that's right. But he's already on the team at that point. Oh, he is. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because inexplicably, the rest of the team is doing halftime stuff, and he's having this dog do tricks. But I remember they they bring him in, and this kid who could not hit the rim just 
what two weeks earlier yeah he is like full on michael jordan taking it to the rack on these kids and they show like one clip of that and all of a sudden he's now on the team you're you're on yeah yeah so he's on the team yeah they they use air bud as like a he's a mascot i think (laughs) is what he becomes and they use him in the halftime shows show that he can hit these shots but i guess he comes out of nowhere during one game and basically interjects himself into the game right by by basically chasing the ball around and having like a big free for all yeah during th- a game yeah i think that's okay so i think we're reminding ourselves how this movie goes uh, okay so air bud has been at some point this kid is like they're going to come like the clown is trying to come back and take air bud away and so the kid is like i've I've got to i've got to set you free so he gets on a boat and goes across like a lake or something uh, on a ferry and sets him free i think i'm remembering this but that's after that's like towards the end of the show like he has hasn't he already become well, part all, of the team. Yeah, all I know is that the game is going on, and Air Bud senses that basketball is being played without him. Like his FOMO is just like going crazy, yeah. and he finds his way to the school and runs onto the court and like wreaks havoc. Okay, so yeah, yeah, Air Bud comes running onto the court. Well, so is Air, Air, Air Bud is only on the team for that last game. Is yeah, that right? Yeah, he's only because okay. that was a for twenty years or whatever. I have had I've been under the impression that Air Bud plays an entire season, but he plays <laughs> one game, and it's really only part of a game because okay because somehow again I forget, but <laughs> in that final game, like a kid gets hurt and they're, they're left with only four players. Yeah, and Someone's like, hey, Air Bud should play. That's when it gets to my favorite scene of the movie <laughs> where Coach Cheney declares to the ref when, when they say, hey, we're putting this dog in. The dad, the bully dad protests. The other coach protests. The refs are like, they're expressing their doubt. Coach Cheney says, no, no. This dog is a registered member of this team. He travels with the team. He hangs out with the team. Whatever his ridiculous argument is. What are they nuts? Dog's a registered member of the team. He practices with the team. He travels with the team. You check in your rule book. But you won't find anything in there that says a dog can't play. He's right. And I wanted to be like, is that dog a member of the school? Is he academically eligible to be playing? <laughs> You can't just say he's a... Re- what does that mean? That means nothing. Registered member of the team. He's right. Uh, yeah, I think he says he practices with the team. That's right. That's right. He travels with the team. Travel. And I'm like... He's right. I, I I could do that with an elephant. That doesn't <laughs> mean that the elephant gets to play in the game. I know. I know. And then the ref... The, this happens in so many movies where animals play sports. I think there's a Disney movie where... Uh, donkey kicks field goals or something oh we'll get to it okay good but the ref he it's the classic he he's like doesn't say anywhere in the rule book that a dog can't play uh, in a basketball game he's right yeah he, he, he stopped just short of of doing what you were hoping where he kind of just throws both hands up in the uh, air yeah. like 
I don't know what to do. But yeah, so, but I thought that he had played more than just that because they had had, you know, they showed the the first game where he kind of runs muck during that game and he doesn't have his little doggy sneakers on. And then, and then he's got like little doggy sneakers later on in the, and I, I guess that was for this game, but that doesn't seem, or maybe it was for the halftime show. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I was watching it, but obviously wasn't watching it too hard, <laughs> but they literally have a whole, yeah, because Norm Snively comes back into the, to the picture where he sees Air Bud on the news and realizes he's got a ca- a cash cow and he finds the own he finds Josh Fram's mom and basically says hey you've got my dog so he gets the dog back the kid goes to rescue the dog and but they they yeah like there's a there's a courtroom scene <laughs> which was actually pretty funny yeah. I thought but then so the kid goes to rescue the dog hijinks ensue and but then he is like he knows that if he keeps bud that they're just going to come back and get him again so he basically takes him out to this island and tries to get him to you know go chase a basketball and and he runs away the other way trying to just let him be on his own and at that point there were several sniffles in my (laughs) my viewing party (laughs) Right. It's like, son, you better not be crying. I was, I was weeping too, because I realized that I was still watching Air Bud after (laughs) 70 minutes. Yeah. So he leaves them there on this island and he goes to go play his, his like state championship game or something like that. And of course the kid that was good on the team and was a bully who left mid game is on the other team they're getting scorched and at halftime and then all of a sudden here comes Air Bud through the doors <laughs> and he's I guess he's wearing his little doggy sneakers too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so then that's when that's when your favorite scene happens and and Air Bud becomes a member of the team. He's right. <laughs> it doesn't say anywhere in the rule book that a dog can't he's- play basketball. I mean, he's literally making passes like Pistol Pete and shooting like Larry Bird. And it's just the craziest thing. Uh, But I, I played basketball all my life and I played a lot of junior high games and a lot of high school games where those scores were maybe sometimes 20 to 16, (laughs) (laughs) even in high school, there were, there were rare rarities when it was like 55 to 52 or something. No shot clock. Yeah. Did you see the score for this game? Yeah. It was like 60 something, right? 85 to like 88 or something like that. I was (laughs) like, get out of here. Yeah. There's no way. There's no way. Like, well, first off, if you've made it to the finals, and you are completely thrown by a dog playing. Like you can't get your hands up on D enough to get in front of a dog's pass with his nose. Then you don't deserve the championship anyway. Yeah, th- yeah. There's no way. There's no way that they put up 85 points. If Airbud, if Airbud was repeatedly shooting it into the basket for the seven minute quarters or whatever they play, that they would still wouldn't have 85 points. And one of my favorite lines came at this moment, where I guess after. Air Bud had made a few shots, made a few behind the back passes. One of the other refs or coaches or somebody says to Coach Cheney, does, the, does he dribble too? And he goes, 
He may not dribble, but he might drool. <laughs> that's great. So, so profound. But yeah, the other thing about this game is they're literally just constantly throwing this ball at, at, at a dog's face. Yeah. They're just throwing it at a dog's face the whole time. And I, I have a note that I made that I don't remember what it means. <laughs> it says ref knocked cold. So was that, was that, was that when, oh, we got to go back and like, look at that. Was that when I feel like at some point the ref was hit with a basketball and he was knocked out. It may have been when Airbud first comes into the gym, which by the way, every game is played in this one gym, no matter what it is. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, I have to look this up because. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember. I just know that. You know, it comes down to the last second and Josh Fram is standing at the three point line and he it's like five seconds left and the clock is ticking down. This is the end of the game and he kind of doesn't know what to do. He kind of freezes. He's looking at the clock. He's looking at the basket and then he kind of looks at Air Bud's face and Air Bud is basically urging him to shoot the ball. Like, go ahead. You got it. And then he proceeds to shot put the ball. I know. I know. <laughs> it's like a, a shot put shot. And it and it goes in. The crowd goes wild. And while you're looking that up, I do have a question for you, though. If you're the opposing coach, you got to challenge that, right? This is like for the state championship. I know. You got to protest this, right? I know. Both the dad and the coach are kind of like, all right, fine. Yeah, they're like, well, I got beat fair and square. <laughs> I can't I can't find it, but I do know that the ref is knocked out at some point. I don't and remember I, that. And and I think it I think it was when cuz Airbud wreaks havoc for comedic purposes twice in the movie, once in the house where paint spatters oh, yeah. everywhere, and then once during that initial basketball game where we kind of discover I guess that he can do tricks. Yeah. And I think the the tubbier ref because it's funnier for him to get knocked cold which he's in every game too yeah they have the same ref, <laughs> same ref. yeah i'm pretty sure the basketball like hits him in slow motion and he he gets knocked out <laughs> from it that's hilarious i don't remember that one again um, again it was one in the morning so uh i might have uh, man i can't even remember the last time i stayed up till one in the morning <laughs> much less for air bud <laughs> well, yeah, so that's it. They get to keep the dog. They, you know, they win the game. It's and that's and that's Air Bud. Did you have any other notes or comments that you wanted to talk about? Well, this movie cost three million dollars to make. Yeah, I think it made like four point five its opening weekend or something like that. Yeah, with a cumulative ended up grossing twenty three, which is it, that that is insane to me because this movie. This movie is truly bad. I mean, bad in a way that I enjoy watching it and laughing at how bad it is. But yeah, it is just, it is so ridiculous and so over the top. But 1997, you know, you don't have just a litany of Pixar movies coming out every six months for families to go no. see. Like, and then you don't, you don't have minions, you know, like, like family movies, <laughs> It was like mousetrap and this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? So I can see how this would have been a popular movie for families to go and, and watch. And I'll, and I'll tell you this before we get to our ratings, 
this was an unequivocal five star or whatever <laughs> rating we're going to use by my children. They absolutely loved it. They laughed, yeah. they cried, they awed several times. And, and so I get it. You know, they didn't care about the illogic of it. No, they, they no. loved it. They absolutely loved it. And, and they loved it unironically too. Well, they did. And that may be why I was not, I'm not remembering a lot of the different <laughs> parts of it because I was watching them watch yeah. it more than I was watching the movie sometimes. Yeah. Because I loved watching their reactions <laughs> to, to different things just because they were just absolutely full of joy watching this movie. See, now, now I feel like I'm a cold hearted cynic because my biggest reaction was, you've got to be kidding me. And like, I was like, <laughs> The ref just got knocked cold. What Air Bud's wearing shoes? Like what? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, it made twenty three million dollars gross and spawned thirteen sequels, which we're going to watch all of. Holy just crap! Kidding. No, we will not. <laughs> There's no reason to watch Santa Paws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was that is is that a sports movie or is he just delivering presents? No, I think they get away from the sports after. I guess the well, the I guess the fourth one is World Pup. But then there's a volleyball one too, yeah, right? Spikes back. Spikes back. So I guess there were five total sports movies, but then they just start going I, into any and any I, random and I'm just hijinks. I'm imagining a brainstorming session at the studio where they're trying to come up with these little puns on the names. And when they come up with spikes back, oh man, someone was so <laughs> proud of themselves. They were like, yeah. You got it, Johnson. That was, that was that's the one. That's the one we're going to go with. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Well, so I have. Let's go to our rating system, and I have I have an idea in mind for how we're going to rate this. Okay, uh, we've already talked about it. I think my favorite moment of the movie, other than the dribble drool comment, was <laughs> was when he comes out in those little four doggy sneakers, <laughs> right? Uh, that one that one killed me I, I was loving that so one out of five how many sets of four doggy sets of four use? okay yes because he doesn't wear a pair of shoes he wears a no, exactly you quadruple can't do a pair. Shoes. Yeah. i'm gonna give it two so eight total shoes but two <laughs> out of the scoring system that was just laid out five seconds ago yeah okay any you want to expound upon that or just leave it as is well i'll tell you this if you are wanting if you are someone who is wanting to turn on a movie at 12 o'clock at night and have a few laughs at ridiculousness see some absurd things see some things that are movie tropes that will bring you and maybe your friends a good laugh this is this is not a bad movie for that it's only like an hour and a half but at the same time, I do have to acknowledge just that it is, bad it, it, is. it is, it's so bad. And I, I totally appreciate that a kid is going to love this. And that if you are a parent with a kid that you want to like provide some wholesome entertainment, this is a great way to go. Although I do, I think I did read somewhere where this movie is rated PG and the rest of the Airbud movies are G. Um, oh, and really? It, and it may be because of the violence towards the kid being having uh the basketball pelted at his head or something or maybe the oh, yeah, cruelty man, to the dog rough. but anyway great family entertainment not a great movie 
can I just read you the Amazon or the IMDb brief on Snow Buddies? (laughs) Please. In this spinoff of the Airbud franchise, five pups follow an ice cream transport truck to a plane and end up flying with the ice cream shipment to Alaska. There, they find a pup friend and a boy who needs five dogs for a big race. That one might have to go in. Might have to go in. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Just kidding. I don't want to watch that. Okay, so I'm going to give it three sets of four dog sneakers. The reason being, I think it's, yeah, so 12 (laughs) sneakers total. I'm actually looking at a picture with those dog sneakers on him right now, and I'm loving it. Is because, yeah, I mean, it's almost like because I know that this was not intended for me, uh, a 44-year-old male, and it was really intended for my children, you know, I recognize the horribleness of it, (laughs) but I also recognize that it was was made for children, and even 23 years later, children still enjoy it, and so I'll give it, I'll give it the three sets of four dog sneakers. One thing I do want to bring up that I think we forgot to mention, did they kind of hint at a love interest for Fram? Like when the principal comes up and it's like, Oh, Hey, you need to bring your dog to do tricks, uh, to oh, enhance you mean schools. fake, fake Edie McClurg. <laughs> yeah. Like that girl who's like, she's like, Oh yeah, I'm head of the student union or whatever. I don't know. Something like that. Oh and, yeah, for a brief moment they kind of yeah, that girl was yeah, it no was one second and then nothing else. That was odd. It was almost like a throwaway. Yeah, yeah maybe maybe Airbud Golden Receiver sees a date to the Sadie Hawkins <laughs> dance or something like well, that. Well, I would love it if they picked up that just the most m- uh, microscopic nugget of a love story. That would but, be hilarious. And I, I think I think Fram might be too. He's too wounded to love right now. Hey, let me tell you something. He is in, I think, the next three Airbud movies. Great. He sticks with it. Yeah. So is he like 20 or something? Well, they're pretty much every other year. I mean, like literally every year they come out with a new one. So he's like 12 by the time he's done with them. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he was born in, he was born in 1984. Uh, so I, I guess he was 13 when uh, the movie came out. Let's move on to our next movie. And I think we started this last time. I asked you which movie you hoped would come up in the random number generator. Well, I think we talked about this. I've been wanting an excuse to watch The Best of Times, Kurt Russell and Robin Williams. Always looking for an excuse to watch The Natural. I I, I did. I watched Rocky 3 since we've been on Christmas break. I watched Rocky three the other night and oh man, I could talk about that for uh, many hours, but yeah, those are some that I wouldn't mind doing. So those are the ones I've, I've seen those before. So I kind of want to go a different route and, and like see something that I haven't seen before. And I'm going to have to, I think that I would like to see, or maybe even something that I haven't seen in a long time, like, necessary roughness (laughs) right yeah or maybe one that i saw a long time ago that i thought was hilarious was oh well blades of glory that would be a good one (laughs) to go back to yeah but anyways all right so we've got we keep adding a few here and there so it seems like we're constantly stuck at 201 movies on this list but the next movie is 
number 93. And that is, oh my gosh, Sean, no joke. I, I randomize this list after every, <laughs> after every episode. It's going to be the best of times. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. All right. Number yeah. 93. Yeah. All right. I haven't, seen, awesome. I haven't seen that movie since like 1988. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. I'm not sure why I was allowed to watch it in 1988, but <laughs> it I was. Might, it might be horrible, but I'm like, Kurt Russell and Robin Williams, how can you go wrong? Yeah. So that's going to be our next our next episode, The Best of Times. This is a this is a huge huge victory for me. I feel just I feel like a million bucks right like, now. But. Like Josh Fram after shot putting that <laughs> shot in. I know. I know. It's the ugliest shot I've ever seen. Yeah. R.I.P. to Bud. Yeah. Thanks for making this movie. Sorry, I only gave your movie eight sneakers. <laughs> eight, eight out of a possible twenty four. Twenty. Got to do some math. Okay. So yeah. So so that was Air Bud. Thank you for listening to Slow Pete. Slow pitch. <laughs> Pete's slow sometimes too. Where all of our fans stand at least ten feet from the player that they're throwing a basketball's face <laughs> at. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so uh, that's it. We'll see you next time. Adios. A dog who needed a home. A boy who needed a friend. Hey, boy. Good boy. And the game that brought them together. You like basketball? Mom, do you remember when I used to have a hamster? You want another hamster? Not exactly. Hey, boy, come again, come again. The dog is in the house. Walt Disney Pictures presents... The story of two unlikely friends... Who saw their shot... What the heck's going on here? Ain't no rules that the dog can't play basketball. And took it. Yes! You're Michael Jordan. Even more amazing than the Timberwolves' miraculous mid-season turnaround is Buddy. But this is no... I believe you got my dog. Hey, come on. Hey! For the underdog in all of us. Can someone cover that dog? Disney's Air Bug. Does he dribble? No, but he might drool a little bit.